Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. My name is LaCharles. I would like to thank you for joining us this morning. But before we get into the word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for everything that's inside of our lives, Lord. We just thank you that you have put it there for a purpose, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for that purpose, Lord, that you have only destined good for us in our lives, Lord, and that you have only meant good, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord, and that he leads us into all truth, Lord, and into every situation, the correct course of action, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study in Ephesians, continuing our focus on verses 7 through 16 this morning. So if you're just joining us for the first time or you're rejoining us, we would like to encourage you to pause the episode at this time and take the opportunity to read that section of scripture just to make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen. 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 All right. And now we are going to open the floor, give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and ask any questions that you may have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. So um, yesterday, Mommy, you had taken us to Matthew chapter 20 to read about the the disciples when they were asking about who was the greatest. And Jesus had answered and said that the one who was the greatest among them would be a servant to all. And how he went through, he as in the Lord went through the breakdown of what he was saying to them. And something that the Lord was showing me about serving, why we choose or he chose to outline and to do things that way was because we're supposed to be servants of the Lord. We're going to serve him in the heavenly community when we get, you know, reunited. Yes, there'll be celebration, but we're still going to be continuing the work of the Lord and doing whatever it is that he has for us to do. So while we're here, he's this is in addition to it being a choosing ground whether you're going to follow the lord or not it's also a training ground so for those that chose and choose to follow the lord we're now being trained in the things of god so that we're fully prepared and equipped to operate in in the heavenly community when we get back there but in addition to being ready for heaven there's also the cultivation of our inside man that there are things like patience Kindness, gentleness, those in particular are cultivated and strengthened when you're serving somebody else. I was giving the example of um, serving, you know, LaCharles and Promise. For a while, I didn't want to do it because they never said thank you. And they were, in my mind, they were capable enough to, to do it themselves. And the Lord had to go, wait a minute. But when it was your older sister and when it was your parents or when your brothers were serving you, how many times did you not say thank you? Were you ungrateful? Were you nasty, like, don't touch my fork or anything like that? And I was like, oh, Lord, that hurt a little bit. And I was surprised that he said it, although I shouldn't have been. Because mm. mm. he always tells us the truth, right? So that we can grow and mature in the things of him and he can 
bring us to the place that he wants to bring us. So back to the, the serving. So when the Lord told me to serve them with a smile, with, with gladness, don't slop their food in front of them because I was feeling nasty on the inside or I, I didn't want to do it, but to cultivate the desire to want to serve them, to love on them, to show them that I cared for them. And overall, it, I mean, I was happier doing it. I had more joy. Um, I was more patient and long-suffering with them. I wasn't as quick to, you know, blow up like a volcano on them. And even when, Mommy, you put me on dishes for a while because I was trying to shirk it off because Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do it. But learning to love the dishes has cultivated other things inside of me, like time management. Just get it done instead of playing in the bubbles and making something nasty Mm -hmm. in the sink. Mm -hmm. And being able to work as a unit, don't start chewing the boys up because I was doing dishes and I didn't want to, but to learn how to take those thoughts that the adversary would bring, oh, this isn't fair, you shouldn't be doing this, and turning them over to the Lord and letting him continue to turn me into the woman that he wants me to be in him. And I believe that's a true process for everybody. I mean, it may not look the exact same as it did for me, but the cultivation of of the fruits of the spirit, they don't just pop up overnight like any um fruit or vegetable in a, in a vineyard in a garden there's time between sowing the seed for the seed to produce to grow the stalks to put the fruit on and the flowers and then harvest so there is a process to cultivating those fruits of the spirit and he wants us to become whole all the way around not just physically whole not just mentally whole not just spiritually whole but all the way around and in order to do that and to accomplish that we have to submit to his leading and tying that back to what we were discussing in ephesians about the gifts that god had given or jesus had given each of us the offices was to help cultivate that in others to help usher them into the fullness of what god has for them and to guide them in their their activities throughout the day or or however the lord wants to use you to guide them or use us to guide them it's still the same process it's so that there's edifying of the whole body of of christ and love amen amen glory to god um you said a lot of a lot of wonderful things there i'm i'm happy to hear that you're willingly cooperating with the lord and and growing with him um one of the big things that you mentioned about um, that parable in Matthew, I think we looked at Luke yesterday maybe to see that parable, but it's, it's repeated in the Gospels. And one of the things that's the difference between the Lord and how he operates and the adversary, the Lord said, I will come and humble myself. And if you are walking in my ways and you are my brother or sister, you will humble yourself under the hand of the Father and serve just like I'm doing. But the adversary tried to exalt himself uh-huh. and exalts himself in pride. And so that's a marker that lets us know where we are. It, God says, humble yourself and I will exalt you. The adversary says, I'll exalt myself and then I'll humble you. Or enslave you, right? Yes, mommy. Tries to enslave or subjugate others while he himself climbs to a pinnacle to exalt himself. The Lord says, I already know who I am. I willingly 
choose a lower place. I willingly humble myself and the father will exalt me in due time. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. So the great difference in attitude and as you were learning through dishwashing, mm-hmm. <laughs> as you were learning, um, you know, the valuable lessons that the Lord wanted you to learn in the beginning, you couldn't see the value of it. Yes, mommy. But over time, as you yielded to the Lord, he taught you wonderful things that helped in areas that had little to do with actual, like literal dishwashing. Yes, mommy. Which is the the reason that he wanted you to spend some time there. Um, also, the dynamic that the Lord shows, the type and shadow of a family, um, represents him and his authority and his lordship. And he is always looking to cultivate his family. There's no greater joy, I'll say, than when a parent can look at their child and go, you look like me. And, you know, hopefully that's a good parent seeing good things in their children that they're rejoicing over. But even when wicked parents see the same wickedness in their children, they go, you're just like me. They still find pleasure in it. They should not, but they do. So how much more so should our heavenly father rejoice that we look like him? Much more. That we sound like him, that we have this attitude, that we, even when we're, you know, seemingly distant, like physically in a different place, we look like him. He can always come and find us doing, sounding, acting in the way that honors him, which is what he's teaching us. So watching the, that and understanding that from the, from the grand to the micro, from the the big perspective, all the way down to the individual, he wants his family to look like him. And he has put structures and assistance and authorities in place by say the, what we call traditionally the fivefold, et cetera, in place for mothers and fathers in place to help that family get to the place that God wants his family to be at, which is looking like the perfect son, the perfect man, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes, mommy. Amen. What did you have to share, sir? Along the lines of what you were saying, Layla, with the body of Christ that greatness was first serving, the Lord brought me down to verse 7 where it talks about the Lord's gift. And the Lord reminded me that the gift that the Lord was giving was his example while he lived his life on the earth. That's how we should be among our lives after. That's how we should be we should be among our lives after him. Yes. And so that was the greatest gift that he gave. It was the opportunity to see from him and also the word to learn from the mistake of others so that we could be greater inside of the Lord. And as a result, the body of Christ could grow more. Well, he, he definitely gave us wonderful and dynamic gifts. The opportunity to become sons and daughters of God through his blood, right? The example, his word, absolutely. And that opportunity to be reconciled to the family through all that he's done. Amen. You know, as as everyone was talking, there's, I'll say for us to understand, right? We are called to be conformed to the image of Christ. Yes? Yes. 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 Amen. Okay. And in that, he shows us very plainly, uh, as we were talking, I was reminded of in Luke 12, where it's talking about the watching servants, right? 
it begins in verse 35. But it says very plainly that, um, I'll begin in verse 36. You yourselves be like men who wait for their master when he will return from the wedding. And when he comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, will find watching. Assuredly, I say to you that he will gird himself and have them sit down to eat and will come and serve them. So understand this, right, about our Lord and Savior. He says, he says very plainly, in, even in how he taught his disciples to pray, your will on earth as it is in heaven. And here he is giving a parable of the wedding feast, right, with yes. his bride, which is his body, the church, right? And it says how he is going to serve them. Now, don't don't get that mixed up or mistaken with what Jesus give, gives in Luke 17, where he discusses faith and duty, where he talks about which one of you has a servant plowing a field who says, okay, come in and, and you eat first, and then you can serve me. He says, no, the proper order is serve me, even though you have done work, and then you can eat. Mm-hmm. And when you know, ask your, when you've done those things as commanded, the perspective should be, we haven't done anything. We're just, we're unprofitable servants. We've only done what's required of us. We see in there the mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Of, hey, it's not about me at all. It's about the Lord. It's about doing his work and serving, yes, the Lord and others, our neighbor as ourself. Uh, To what you were saying, honey, the enemy the Satan, the adversary, went to exalt himself. Mm-hmm. So if that's what we are trying to do, aren't we being like the adversary in opposition to the Lord? Mm-hmm. Where the Lord clearly had all of the offices, apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, or pastor, and teacher. Mm-hmm. And he didn't say, it's about me, even though it all is about him. Mm-hmm. He didn't lord it over his disciples. He served them. He taught them. He trained them. He raised them up to, in like manner, do the things that he had done. And even said, greater things than these you will do. He, in the same way, as in the the family structure and dynamic that he created. This is how it's supposed to work and function. Serving the younger, the weaker, building them up so that at some point, they, and in the appropriate time, they are ready to do all the things that have been poured into them. All the things they have been taught and trained and equipped to function in. Yes, Without having to, to run and always go back to, I'll say, the instruction manual or always go back and what am I supposed to do here for every little thing, right? Those, that's all been worked out and they now understand, not only understand what they're supposed to do, but why and how to do it. It's not just replicating a certain action with no knowledge or understanding of why it's required and when to do certain things, mm-hmm. but they understand all of that and are able to to function as required. Mm-hmm. Yes, not without sir. the Lord, of course, always by his leading, but they know and are able to do it. And we, likewise, should be operating in the same manner. 
It's exactly how the Lord operated. He is and was and is God. And he didn't do anything without the leading of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Who took from the Father and disclosed to him what to say and what to do. So just something that we all need to recognize there. Yes, Dan? As you were speaking, Dad, the Lord was reminding me of all the various times that while Jesus was teaching them and teaching the disciples, we saw the disciples also had an opportunity opportunity to serve Jesus as well. And that's something that we have to understand um, as people or on the whole, I know I've talked to the Lord and said, good thing, Lord, I'm not seeking to be great so the Lord, they can serve me. <gasps> and the Lord had to remind me if that was my perspective, then that's entirely wrong. And we see um, Paul addressing that here when he talks about the fivefold. He's saying, and he's also mentioning that they're for edification, but they're also supposed to be edified as well. Mm-hmm. Meaning that it's not just for them to pour into the people and they become withered husk. Mm-hmm. Um, because they have nothing inside, but it's also for the people to pour into them. Mm-hmm. Um, we see that in various places in scripture, it wasn't necessarily the people that quote unquote understood. Jesus said, blessed are you guys, the babes who are the Lord revealed the stuff to, and the Pharisees did not understand. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about, okay, this is for everybody on the home. While the Lord has given these positions for people to work inside of, he also wants them to be edified by the others. Mm-hmm. It's not just one body part receives all the blood while the other ones are dry. Mm-hmm. It all goes around. Everybody Amen. gets what they need. Isn't that part of the role of Holy Spirit? Yes. yes. To minister to the body and each member of the body as they need or to minister to each one their needs. Amen. They may be the same, right? Your, your needs may be the same as my needs. They may be very different. Yes, Dan. But guess what? There's one who knows and is more than able and willing to provide and to meet those needs. Will you trust him? Will you be obedient to what he is doing? Will you receive? I'll say in this, will you accept what he, what Holy Spirit is giving and ministering and receive it and then apply it to your life? Because all that matters as well. Or will you reject what Holy Spirit is bringing because you have an issue with the messenger or the servant that he has sent. Hmm. All those things matter. They do. And also, you know, like uh, we talked about in the family structure, initially, when you guys were little, you were served continually. And as you were taught to and, and you matured, then now you have an opportunity to serve. There is a reciprocation in the body of Christ. One hand washes the other, not in a, a sneaky that usually is used in the context of somebody doing something backhanded. Yes, nefarious. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's sneaky. But no, literally, when you go to stand before the sink and wash your hands, if you just wash one hand, you are ineffective. Please one don't, hand please don't wash serve itself. any food. <laughs> please don't serve any food after that. No, both <laughs> hands need to be washed, you know, um, before you care for someone, before you make the food, wash your, both of your hands. And in order for that to happen, you need both of the hands to do their part. Mm-hmm. When it's time to bathe, you need the hands to wash the entire body, right? You, there, there just has to be reciprocation of service well when the hands want to go to the kitchen to prepare food the food the feet have to take the whole body there right so the hands can't deliver themselves anywhere but when they get there they can do the work so the whole body 
has to participate. So having the willingness and the mindset to obey the Holy Spirit, when he leads you to reciprocate to someone or to give to them, because he is trying to take care of the entirety of the body. It isn't just the parents. I'll, I'll just say the parents. Mm-hmm. If the fivefold could represent parents and older siblings, it's not just their job to take care of the younger and the younger just lays there and sucks it all up, which is what you were alluding to there, Le Charles. The younger in his or her turn should pour back into the mother and father, the older siblings, to be able to oil what needs to be oiled in them as well. And the Lord will articulate, if you're listening to the Holy Spirit, he'll tell you what's needed mm-hmm. to return, to give to that person. So we should be looking for the opportunity and listening to Holy Spirit. What do you want from me, Lord? What would you have me do here, Jesus? And just do that. And it will yes, supply Lord. what is needed by that other part of the, or the corresponding part of the body that has been pouring into you, or maybe a new portion that needs some some fertilization or some growth. Yes, Lord. All right. Amen. That was a lot in there. So let's pause there for today. And when that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for your word, Lord. Cultivate in us your characteristics, Lord, the fruits of the Spirit. Help us grow and develop into the man or woman that you have for us to be, Lord. Show us those areas where we're falling short, Lord, and help us fix it, Lord, and to trust in you, Lord, and to continue in your ways, God. We thank you for the time this morning in the Word. We thank you for our partners and listeners, God. And we thank you for meeting all of our needs, Lord, and to ministering to ministering to us all that we needed to hear, Lord. And we ask that you'll send your Holy Spirit to continue to guide us throughout our day and to show us those things, those other things that you have to show us, Lord, so that we can continue to grow and mature. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on Connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.